It's been a long off-season, Galaxy fans, but the wait is finally over. And for your LA Galaxy, Saturday is the start of something new. And as they say, hope springs eternal. So Corner of the Galaxy is excited to kick off our 11th season covering the team like nobody else can do. The time is now. Let's get this 2019 season started. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world, the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, coming to you live from Corner of the Galaxy Studios on Thursday, February 28th, just Days before the LA Galaxy season opener against the Chicago Fire on March 2nd at 5 p.m. We are, of course, going to get you ready for that game. Have a lot to talk about in order to do that, though. So we're certainly going to cover the Ola Kamara transfer, which is now finalized. So a lot of questions still around that and what the LA Galaxy can actually do with that money. Uh, still no answer for Giovanni Dos Santos as we record on a Thursday night. I tried holding off as long as we possibly could, but it looks like the LA Galaxy will announce something on Friday. So just understand, there's probably more news than is going to be in this podcast. Uh, a ton of events on the roster for this build-up to the game. We're going to cover that as well. And finally, of course, as we said, getting you ready for that game against Chicago on March 2nd. We have a, uh, a ton to get to. Um, just in terms of the amount of news that the LA Galaxy have been releasing over the last couple of days, there's some new signings that we're going to talk about. Uh, that's certainly going to be something that we can go over here in, in some great depth. But uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the starter of our 11th season covering the LA Galaxy. Uh, if you don't know me, I'm Josh Guessman. Where have you been? We've been doing this for a while. Over uh, 600 episodes here on Corner of the Galaxy, and we're glad that everybody could join us for this very special one as we get ready to go. Uh, LA Galaxy, I don't know if they look like they're in panic mode, but it feels like they're in panic mode. Lots of things certainly been coming out of the woodwork in the last couple days. I believe there were four press releases yesterday. Granted, nothing, nothing ground, earth-shaking, shattering. It was all stuff we sort of knew. Uh, the Ola Kamara transfer completed rather quickly. We learned it's about two to three weeks old. We talked about that on the Tuesday night show that we did as we held off on the Monday night show uh, and instead recorded on Tuesday night. So a lot of stuff uh, to get to. And of course, Giovanni Dos Santos. What is going to happen with that? Um, it's going to be pretty crazy in terms of uh, all the things that we have to discuss and all the things we're going to discuss. And quite honestly, if you're missing our live show on YouTube, you're missing the fun that I'm having being here by myself, but also not by myself, as I've got uh, stick figure uh, Giovanni Dos Santos uh, propped up in that second chair, as I believe uh, the hammer is out adjudicating a spelling bee tonight. So make sure you ask Hammer to spell some difficult words, all right? I asked him to spell useless earlier. Um, he, was, he was useless in it. So, of course, uh, we're glad that you could join us here. Let's get started with some LA Galaxy news as I get you ready for this Chicago game. And just, uh, again, just in case you were wondering, yes, there will be fancy music intro to the Chicago game coming up because I know we haven't done that for a while, all right? I know we haven't done any, any of that for a while. Um, so it feels new. It feels read. I feel, I feel, you know, a little hyped up to get to the Chicago game already. Um, and I'm not quite there yet. So a, a lot of stuff, uh, quick reminder. Um, this was a reminder for everybody that of course our best 
in Galaxy t-shirts are still for sale. So please head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Click the shop button you have until March 13th to get those. This is the second round trying to push this shirt to be our best-selling Corner of the Galaxy shirt ever. And of course, all of that money certainly comes and helps us uh, with all of the uh, all of the stuff we're trying to do here. Um, so it'll be pretty crazy to see how this is all going. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm literally, as we're, as we're going right now, um, there is a, there's a press release from the LA Galaxy coming. I doubt it's anything made or, yeah, uh, see, it's not. It was just the photo and video. It was false alarm, everybody, false alarm. Back to stations one. I have people who have promised to text me if anything happens during this. Chat room also needs to be doing it as well. All right. So anyway, let's let's continue. We're we're gonna continue. Um, but anyway, get those T-shirts. Uh, Twenty dollars certainly helps to support the show. Um, and so those will be open until March thirteenth. I am flirting with the idea of opening up all the T-shirts all the time. Um, that you can order them whenever you want, and we can order all the designs that we have. So if you think that's a good idea, let us know, and we'll we'll toss it in there and see what we can do. Uh, but for the LA Galaxy, uh, certainly a, a busy time of year. So. I know I scared the chat room already with my breaking news. Like I saw an email and I was I was there and it was just it was a scary time for all of us there for a second. I thought maybe we finally had the news uh, that everybody's waiting for. The LA Galaxy hard up now against the uh, the roster compliance deadline. Now we're told it's March first. Is that roster compliance deadline? Uh, I haven't seen a time, but I'm told that it's 5 p.m. Pacific time. Um, that will be the official roster deadline slash budget compliance. So it's not just roster compliance, it's budget compliance as well. Uh, the LA Galaxy certainly sending uh, Ola Kamara off to China. Um, that was something that seems like he was uh, he was up for. Uh, it seems like Ola Kamara is going to do just fine. Uh, Dennis DeCloso was talking about it today and have it saying how uh, with Ola, it really was sort of a life-changing um, you know opportunity for him. Um, and it's something that uh, for Ola, it looks like he's going to get $3 million a year. No MLS team was going to pay him $3 million a year. Wasn't going to happen. Um, was never going to happen in Major League Soccer. I don't think there would have been a team that was going to pay him. There were some rumors that New York City FC was possibly interested. In, and from what we understand, New York City FC was interested even whenever Ola Kamara uh, was with the Columbus crew and was possibly one of the teams that was trying to lure Ola over to uh, their team, whenever the LA Galaxy swooped in for with Jossie's artist and four hundred thousand dollars in targeted allocation money, um, so Ola Kamara is going to get three million dollars a year on a three-year deal. That's nine million dollars that he makes. So uh, you know that's that's a good deal for Ola Kamara. This was all sudden. The timing sucks, and we've said that the timing sucked on Tuesday whenever we were pretty sure it was all going to happen. Uh, now that it's official and it has um, happened, you know. It, it is what it is. I think the LA Galaxy are in a better financial position because of it, but I also think they're worse off without Ola Kamara. Uh, the guy scored 14 goals, had three assists last season, so you can't just you can't just throw that away. Um, you know, I said that you, you're going to have to find 14 goals out of somebody else, and it was probably Zlatan who was able to score an additional 14 goals. Um, you know, quite honestly, if if and somebody pointed this out on, on Twitter, if the LA Galaxy are able to go out and get a defender and they can keep goals out of the back of the net, then really it's it's more of a uh, you know an offset of can the LA Galaxy prevent teams from scoring 14 more goals than they scored last year, um, and that would that be you know a net gain for the LA Galaxy? So there's a bunch of ways to look at it. Uh, I estimated that the transfer fee would be around three million dollars. Uh, we're hearing it's about three point four five or three five right in there. Um, lots of people saying three five, so we'll just we'll just pretend that it's three five. Uh, but let's get to Dennis Tecosa 
And what he said, um, he says the Ola Kamara situation is totally independent apart from anything else that has been discussed regarding Giovanni Dos Santos. Ola has expressed his desire to listen to an opportunity from a team in China, which is finalized now. For him and his family, it's a life-changing decision. For us, I think the responsibility is for us to listen to the player's desire. And second, for all to, uh, and second of all, take advantage in a good way so we get the most out of it for the club. I think for everybody, it's something that's very positive. We've said before... You cannot, and I repeat, you cannot keep players who don't want to stay with your team. Um, that makes a bad locker room decision for everybody. And, and quite honestly, players are very well aware of when clubs are willing to work with them and where they want to go. Um, so I think if you're looking at, um, at, at this as a, overall, the timing is horrible. The LA Galaxy have trained you basically in a, you know, a 4-4-2 for the entire preseason, you can call it a 4-4-1-1, whatever you want to call it, I don't really care. Um, a 4-4-1 the whole preseason, and now they're going to go back to basically the lineup that they had whenever they started the 2018 season, which is a 4-2-3-1, which suited Ola Kamara until Zlatan Ibrahimovic came, and then they still tried to play that formation for a while, moved you know Ola around and tried to do things. Um, you know, it's going to hurt the LA Galaxy. I think the cohesion that they built, any cohesion they built in the preseason, granted they never had a starting lineup, um, a, a preferred starting lineup on the field during the entire preseason, um, I think that hurts them. Um, I think it hurts them a little bit. And I think that you're going to have to see, you know, what the what the LA Galaxy can sort of make out of this situation because they're, they're making chicken salad out of chicken stuff. Um, and right now there's going to be an adjustment period. There was an adjustment whenever Zlatan, Zlatan came in, and we, we talked about that last year. Uh, there's going to be an adjustment now that Ola Kamara isn't there, because quite honestly, other teams are going to be able to queue up against Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So who's going to step up and score? I mean, you look to a guy like Roman Alessandrini, who's going to have more pressure on him now. Basically, you're splitting the same um, attackers, or, or you're, you're splitting the same number of defenders against less attackers now for the LA Galaxy. Uh, you have to hope that a guy like, you know, Uriel and Tuna on the left-hand side is going to be a goal-scoring threat. So that way they can force teams to not just focus on Zlatan. And with him being the solo striker up top, that's going to be an issue. It's going to be a huge issue. Um, so, yeah, it, it, those things all matter. Uh, you know, I, I thought David Bingham was was sort of talking about stuff and and, and he was he was trying to put things in perspective and say, yeah, listen, we're going to have to readjust and, and we have to take a look. It, it, I've been talking to players throughout it and it is, it's a real deal right now that there is going to be some adjustment period for the Galaxy. Now, unfortunately, you were hoping that wasn't the case because they had brought back so many players um, from the last season that everybody knew each other and everybody, I, I still think you're going to gain some benefit from that. Um, and I don't think that it's just as simple as, um, oh, well, they're professionals and they'll get through it. There's going to be something. Now, does the four-two-three-one make more sense for the personnel that was that's on the field? Yeah, the shape fits better, and we said that last year. Um, the shape fits way better. But what does that ultimately mean for the Galaxy, and how quickly are they able to adapt? And what other pieces could could the LA Galaxy possibly bring in? Let's uh, let's play some let's have some accounting fun. Why not? 
right? I, I know everybody wants to do it. Let's uh, before I get to my chart that I actually printed out, um, let's go first to uh, to the statement from the LA Galaxy about Ola Kamara. Um, this is from. Uh, Dennis DeClosa, and he says, uh, this decision is mutually beneficial to both our club and Ola. Um, Ola wanted to pursue opportunities elsewhere, and we worked to complete a move that will give us options to strengthen our roster moving forward. We thank Ola for what he has contributed to this club and wish him the very best in the future. Um, all right. Get on your math hats. It's mathletes time. Uh, no square roots needed here. Just some simple uh, addition, subtraction, multiplication, that type of fun stuff. I have now scoured the 36 pages of MLS transfer rules and, and roster rules that I have printed out. Um, I had those in front of me earlier today. I was able to put out some tweets on the matter. Let's go ahead and break it down. Uh, the transfer fee, $3.5 million. Let's keep it there because it's easy for math. Um, LA Galaxy gets 75% of that transfer fee, which is $2.625 million. MLS gets 25% of that because it's MLS. Uh, remember, MLS holds the contract on all the players and blah, 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 blah. Um, so MLS gets $875,000 for Ola Kamara. Uh, the LA Galaxy uh, basically can use that $2.625 million in a couple of different ways. The maximum amount they are able to apply to the roster is in general allocation money only, so not targeted allocation money. Granted, the Galaxy will get some salary back from Ola Kamara's 925000 that he's no longer taking up. So if you realize, the LA Galaxy cleared $925,000 with a large portion of that probably being targeted allocation money, although we, don't, we never know. Targeted allocation money is used to pay a player who's making $1.5 million or less down below the max budget of $530,000. How much you pay of that five, uh, underneath the $530,000 is up to you. All right, That helps you fit other players underneath the salary cap because having a bunch of max budget charges um, of a four-point-something or maybe a $5 million salary cap. I haven't seen the 2019 numbers yet. Um, you can't have all those. So clearly you're going to use TAM, and, and who knows? Maybe all $925,000 of that was targeted allocation money, And uh, although I think there's still a minimum charge that you have to... Again, MLS rules, too much. I don't want to confuse you, all right? But you will get some TAM back because Ola's no longer taking it. $925,000, some of that is TAM. You will get that TAM back, plus she'll get the roster space underneath the max budget for whatever they didn't pay in TAM. All right, that's set aside all by itself. With that 2.625, you are allowed to, at a maximum of $750,000 in general allocation money, apply that to your roster, all right? The LA Galaxy will have basically $750,000 of general allocation money if they choose to convert that into general allocation money, that's the max they can do, which would leave $1.875 million for other expenses. Okay. Right. Do we have the two buckets now? If the LA Galaxy choose, they can convert zero money of that into general allocation money. Zero. Which would leave them $2.625 million to use for current or new designated players or other expenses as approved by the league in terms of uh, you could you could sink money into like the youth academies and, and that type of thing. It just has to be approved by the league. The Galaxy could choose to keep all 2.6 and use none of that as general allocation money. I tend to believe that they would go and convert all of that general allocation money into 
uh, or all the all the money they can into the largest amount of general allocation money so that way they can apply it to the rosters they can. So you're getting $925,000 of something TAM money back. You're getting $750,000 in general allocation money. Uh, technically speaking, I think I did the math, and you could sign somebody for like around $1.29 million and use general allocation money to pay them down $1 under the max budget of 530 um, with that general allocation money, this money, this, this, this other expenses that we're talking about also could help the LA Galaxy offset a buyout because Giovanni Dos Santos is a current designated player and money that was in that other expenses, that other, you could spend it on other things, that $1.875 million could go towards something like buying out Giovanni Dos Santos's contract. That is a designated player. You, you could use that to buy out his contract. I imagine it, it fits well within the league's boundaries of what you wanted to do. Um, so that's that's what you're getting right now. Now, Guillermo Barros-Scoloto said that he has earmarks for this. And he said, and, and I can't quote it because I don't have the quote exactly in front of me, but he said, yes, I would love to spend that money maybe on a striker or a midfielder or a defender. So there you go. Those are the three options for Guillermo Barascoloto. And I think Dennis DeClosa also thinks, um, I'll tell you right now, there's an Argenti Argentinian uh, striker uh, that uh, I'm hearing rumors about. I don't want to go ahead and, and, and say that, that there's anything strong here. It's just there's rumors. Uh, he's been linked to Guillermo Barascoloto before. Uh, I'll say there's also a, a Costa Rica defender that seems to be linked with the LA Galaxy. I would, I would imagine right now that the LA Galaxy looking at another defender. We talked about it all preseason and said, hey, the LA Galaxy probably need one more starting center back. Now, they don't have any international slots, but roster compliance date coming up. Somebody probably gets a green card tomorrow. All right? Somebody probably gets a green card tomorrow, so we'll see it. So Guillermo says a striker, a midfielder, a defender. The only place he didn't say is goalkeeper, so I think David Bingham is probably pretty safe for a little while. Um, we'll see how that goes. We'll have injury updates on uh, all the players before we get you to Chicago as well. But uh, just wanted to say, so again, the LA Galaxy have money. Absolutely have money to be able to spend. Not only that, but you are getting 2.625. You're getting some, some jam. You're getting some TAM. Remember, you can't combine jam and TAM. So people are like, oh, we'll just use that general allocation money to go ahead and pay, you know, uh, Roman Alessandrini down below the 1.5. And then you can keep all of your players and everything's fine. Except that if you get them below 1.5, you then would need to pay TAM, and you can't combine JAM and TAM. Just remember, JAM and TAM do not work together. All right, I'm glad we could clear that up. Um, there are no other options whenever you're looking for contracts and, and buying players down. I was talking to a national broadcaster today who was saying, you know, what am I missing with this stuff? And I'm like, you can't do it. The league literally restricts how you're able to spend this money. Um, so there's no buying down any of the designated player contracts. The only way that you could do it is if you had enough general allocation money to be able to take that probably the lowest paid designated player, which is Roman Alessandrini, right around 1.9. Um, and you had enough general allocation money to be able to pay that all the way down to not below 1.5 million, but all the way down to below 530,000, which is the max budget. I don't think the Galaxy have that much jam. Uh, the 700 and, what did I say? 750,000 in jam um, that they can convert isn't enough to make that happen. Um, so, and they would have to have other jam and then you're tying that all up. It, it doesn't seem like it's a great idea. Uh, 
so as we look at Ola Kamara, the, the, the windfall, the financial windfall the LA Galaxy will come into is significant. It allows the team to go out and shape this more towards what Guillermo Barros-Colotto and Dennis DeClosa uh, want from this particular roster. And you have to remember, they came into a roster that was pretty much set already. You got to bring in Diego Palenta. You got to bring in Uri- Uriel Antuna. Um, Antuna is more of a Dennis DeClosa being ridiculously smart and knowing who wants to play, who doesn't want to play, where they are, and being able to bring in a Manchester City loanee for a year. But that's not a long-term solution unless you want to buy him. Um, so it, it, trying to do all this stuff that we're talking about is allowing the LA Galaxy freedom, not only right now, but possibly in the summer as well. So the LA Galaxy, I, I feel like, are at least pointed in a healthier financial position. They're not locked in, and I feel like this summer could be a very significant window for the LA Galaxy where they will be able to find what they've been missing for this first half of the season. All right. Um, so that that's sort of that's sort of where, where we sit. I'm, I'm seeing the chat room says, can you get more general allocation money via trade. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could trade some TAM to get some jam. The amount of jam you're going to need is a lot of jam. Why waste it? The LA Galaxy already have a solution for Giovanni Dos Santos. I can find nothing, and I mean nothing in the rule book that allows the LA Galaxy to do anything besides buy out Giovanni Dos Santos' contract. All right, and I'm going to be the first to call out the LA Galaxy on the mat if the solution they come up with keeps Giovanni Dos Santos and it somehow it doesn't end around on the rules. All right, this this Garber has already come out and said that the LA Galaxy will comply by the rules. They'll get no special treatment. Okay, that's great, Don. Thanks. Um, you know, you had Garth Loggerway up in Seattle taking shots at the LA Galaxy today. I mean, it, you know what? Somebody said it best on Twitter, and they said, you know, the LA Galaxy do well when they're the villain. Um, So you can, this isn't horrible, but I'll tell you right now, there are some, I think, within the front office right now who think the LA Galaxy are getting picked on. That the rules are harsher for the LA Galaxy right now. And quite honestly, it's a little bit of whining. The LA Galaxy did this to themselves. Let's be very, very clear. The LA Galaxy have four designated players because they signed Zlatan Ibrahimovic smartly to a $7.2 million contract when they already had three other designated players. They knew this was coming. And now I have personally said, and 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 you know, because I've, I've said it many times throughout the preseason, the Galaxy should wait as long as possible to buy out Giovanni Dos Santos' contract. I did not mean for them to wait until the last dang minute. right? Which, which sucks, because quite honestly, the Galaxy have a bunch of events planned on Friday. The announcement on whatever is happening is going to come out on Friday, and that news of what they're going to do to be roster compliant on the Friday is bigger news than anything they have planned coming up on Friday or Saturday. That includes unveiling the field for David Beckham uh, in Los Angeles. They have the mural and the field that's going to be there to honor Beckham. Um, then they have the statue, the plaza unveiling, and the, the Legends Plaza unveiling, and the statue unveiling that's going to honor Beckham there. This all overshadows that. If I'm choosing where to put my coverage, I'm going to be digging to try to figure out, if they don't release the exact details of it, how they're keeping all four designated players. Which, by the way, no longer a a, a guarantee. It it doesn't seem that way. Uh, uh, Dennis DeClosa, today speaking, basically said, they asked him, is Jonathan Dos Santos staying? He's like, yeah. Is Roman Alessandrini staying? Yeah, he's staying. 
Okay, so everybody knows Zlatan's not going anywhere. So is Giovanni Dos, Dos Santos staying? He's the one we're having conversations with. And that was on Thursday. 24 hours, a little more than 24 hours from the deadline. So either the LA Galaxy know that they already have a solution and they've been slow playing this the entire time. Or any solutions they've come up with so far have not worked and they are now down to their final hours. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I was attempting to get Dennis DeClosa on this show for this Thursday preview because you should have the general manager of the LA Galaxy on the show to preview it. And he was busy tonight. Granted, lots of events going on right now. Lots of things happening before the, before the first game of the season. And I think one of those things right now is in conversations with Giovanni Dos Santos. Uh, Gio not seen today at training. Granted, he has an injury, a knee injury. Guillermo says he needs at least 10 days before he'll be back. I think the I think Guillermo is saying, hey, if he comes back, he's going he's gonna to play on this side. He's going to play on the safe side, which is when Gio comes back, we want him back. I don't know that he comes back. And I haven't. I mean, we've how many times have we oscillated on this? Kevin and I, Kevin Baxter, the panda himself, and I have been on the phone to each other probably 40 times in the last two days. And during that time, we have flip-flopped back and forth between, yes, Geo's staying, no, Geo's not staying, yes, he's staying, they're going to buy him out, no, they're not, they're going to restructure a contract, which seems like it's totally illegal and you shouldn't be able to do. Um, so having said all of that, I, I, don't, I feel now more than likely, looking at the rules, looking at what the Galaxy can do legally, I feel like, it, I feel like the only thing they can do legally is, is to buy out Giovanni Dos Santos. Can they use some of the money that they got from Ola Kamara to, to help with that? Sure, they can soften that blow a little bit. That's $6.5 million. $6.5 million. Uh, a story by Larry Morgan, a, a Galaxy notebook that will go up after I'm done actually doing the show because I, I was busy enough today that I couldn't quite make it. Um, basically, that's a, he has a whole bunch of great quotes, and so I'm going to steal a whole bunch of them. Um, Tecolosa says, we're obviously speaking to Giovanni. Um, he says, we're working on it. As everybody knows, we need to be roster compliant before we play Saturday to be very formal and also respect everything that goes on now. I think something as formal as a statement from the club will be able to give later today, which is today as I'm speaking on Thursday and nothing has come out, or tomorrow. First of all, we want him to be fit. That's the most important thing for a player, talking about Giovanni Dos Santos. Second of all, he's expressed, oh, he's, he's expressed his big desire to show what he's capable of contributing to the team. Uh, as we obviously respect all the rules and everything that MLS has been very clear upon, we will do, and we do as we will always do. That's what we're. That's where we stand at the moment. Um, he asked if, uh, if basically the uh, the the DP thing would take long to solve, and he replied with, "No, I think as you've seen since December, there's been a lot of things that we've dealt with, and one more, and one of the more more important things is his situation." Speaking about Geo again. Uh, I think we're very close, and we hope to have a positive solution for everybody as soon as possible and then being able to discuss it more. So uh, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I, I think that we're going to get an answer. Granted, I think the Galaxy might release a, release a statement tomorrow that says um, the LA Galaxy are roster compliant. And we wait to see what actually happens. Um, we may know something. People are sort of hinting 10 a.m. On, on a Friday. Granted, if you're listening to this after Friday on the way up to the show, you already know the answer. Just yell and scream at the, at the podcast. Be like, Josh, we already know what's going on. Um, 
But for us on the live show on Thursday, it's difficult to comprehend that the LA Galaxy don't have an answer or that they haven't released an answer. I mean, last minute. And and I think that, that Dennis DeClosa and Guillermo Barashkoda are doing a good job. I just question the need to wait till, you know, the 12th hour or the, or the 19th hour. Or, or the 23rd hour, however, whichever clock you're, you're using. Um, it just doesn't seem that there's anything else um, that, that really needs to be happening there. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find some good stuff from... Ah, it was David Bingham. There it is. David Bingham on the Giovanni Dos Santos situation. All right. This is David Bingham. I'll try to do it without, like, you know, reading too much into this. Um, but maybe, maybe if you're on the live show, maybe I should turn and face this when this way whenever I do it. Speaking to my to my my stick figure Giovanni dos Santos over there. Uh, this is David Bingham, and he says, <clears throat> he says we've been dealing with with it for two years. This is about Gio, so this is nothing new. We're just out here every day working hard. When he's ready to play, we'll be happy to welcome back to the team. Okay. I don't know. Is there anything in that? Do you feel like there's a there's there's a little there's a little sting? There was Zlatan saying, "Oh, Gio's not coming out here because you know whenever he, we were at the jersey unveiling party because he has some work to do." Remember, there was a little bit of stuff up there. We'll see. We'll see if that's if it all goes down. I you know I imagine the players are fine with Giovanni dos Santos no longer being on this team. Um, so. I mean, <laughs> again, it's hard. It's hard to like read in between the lines and all this stuff. But I, I have to feel like there, there are you can you can read between the lines on a lot of this stuff. I, I think Guillermo Barrascoloto is ridiculously frustrated right now with Giovanni dos Santos, um, and I think he should be. I mean, this is this is all stuff that you expected that they had figured out and to be done. Um, so it's just. It's really tough. It's really tough to, to sit here, um, you know, watching the LA Galaxy and, and try to figure out exactly what they're going to do. But we're going to know, and we're going to know soon. So uh, that's sort of where it is. The, the Ola Kamara deal has nothing to do with the Giovanni Dos Santos deal. Unless you want it to have something to do with Giovanni Dos Santos deal, then we can make uh, sort of inroads into how that all plays out. But independently, I think there is always going to be um, something that uh, that I always think that there was gonna we were gonna come down to this. This is the this is the final day and looking at this, I don't think uh, Ola Kamara Ola Kamara helps the LA Galaxy be in a better financial situation. That's that's what Ola Kamara does. All right. Um we talked about LA Galaxy transferring Ola Kamara to Shenzhen FC, three point five million dollars. Uh, the LA Galaxy get about two point six of that. Uh, Ola Kamara getting $3 million a year, so basically a $9 million contract, it seems like. That is a pretty good deal for Ola Kamara and family. Although it does break up, I believe, the Mrs. Kamara and Mrs. Um, Shelvick podcast duo that we that we were just, the Hammer and I were just getting ready to do like, you know, some sort of team up. And, and we were going to, we were going to really try for that. So, you know, hope. Fingers crossed. Maybe we can still get something done. All right. Uh, the news earlier this week, the LA Galaxy sign midfielder Emil Cuello. Uh, Cuello, obviously, the 19th round, first round, or the 19th overall first round draft pick for the LA Galaxy in the MLS Super Draft. He's 22 years old, uh, went to Southern Methodist University. His birthplace, of course, is Buenos Aires, Buenos Aires, Argentina, but his nationality is the United States, so he does not take up an international slot. Uh, Cuello joins the LA Galaxy. We had told you that we thought they were going to sign him. They did sign him. And now, 
um, the LA Galaxy uh, were, were trying to decide whether it would be an LA Galaxy 2 contract or an LA Galaxy 1. We now have that answer. Um, you are now looking at an LA Galaxy senior team player with Emil Cuello. And Cuello, quite honestly, is going to be a little bit of a savior this week because by all accounts... I have him starting. I have him starting on Saturday. Absolutely. Um, he's there. He's going to start. You should expect that. That's that's what's going to happen. Um, so, you know, that's, that, again, something to watch from Cuello and how he does. But I think this was a good thing. Cuello has looked good in the preseason. Throw out Colorado. And the reason you have to throw out Colorado is he was playing too far deep. He was playing in sort of that central midfield pairing next to Carrasco, and that pairing got overrun in the Colorado game. Uh, Kai Kamara had a, had a field day in there and, and, and really tore those guys apart. It created a whole bunch of, of room. There was no connection between the midfield and the defense and the midfield and the offense, and so there was all these gaps and spaces that Colorado just sort of sat in um, and made it happen. So that's that's where you're sitting there. That's Cuello's going to start. It seems likely. Uh, Guillermo Barrascolota likes him. He, the kid's unafraid to be technical. I like that about him. He doesn't seem to have a fear. And it doesn't seem to be too big for him in terms of um, you know him him coming out and, and trying to to make this team. It doesn't seem like the opportunity is going to be too big for him. So um, Larry Morgan talked to Cuello today. Um, Cuello saying, when I saw my hand signing the contract, it was a little surreal. I was relieved and just very happy that it finally came true and all the hard work has paid off. Uh, Cuello grew up in Real Salt Lake or in Utah. So his favorite MLS club growing up was not the LA Galaxy. It was Real Salt Lake. Um, But he says, says, uh, I bleed blue and gold now. I forgot about RSL or Real Salt Lake. I don't want to just RSL him. So... Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, I bleed blue and gold now, he said with a grin. I forgot about Real Salt Lake. So, uh, Quayo, the likely starter on Saturday, uh, happy to be on the LA Galaxy now. Um, and, and so you, you should see some some interesting sort of pairings there. I mean, we're going to go through the starting lineup of what we're expecting. Um, there's still one day of training. Guys can still, uh, still get in and get out of that starting lineup as it goes. Um, but we think we have it pretty well nailed down. So we're going to, of course, uh, tell you who it is. And it's, it's, it's pretty obvious whenever you look at all this stuff. Um, so Emil Cuello, Emil Cuello signed for the LA Galaxy. That's good. That's what you wanted to see. Uh, let's go now to uh, just some of the events that are going on right now. And some of the things that were announced, there were a ton of press releases that hit the uh, hit the COG inbox here over the last couple days. Um, and so many of it is, it's a lot. It's a lot. So we'll try to just sort of break a little bit of this down. Uh, going on as we're recording, the LA Galaxy were to light up the Ferris wheel at Pacific Park at Santa Monica Pier. Um, I believe that's all done. Robbie Keane was in attendance there. Jonathan Dos Santos was in attendance uh, to do that. Robbie Keane flying all the way to the United States to be part of a couple of events here. So you're going to see Robbie Keane um, at that Ferris wheel lighting. You're going to see Robbie Keane at, I believe, possibly the field unveiling, the Beckham field unveiling. You're going to see David Beckham at the field unveiling on Friday. Uh, Robbie Keane should be in attendance for the Plaza unveiling. So they'll expect Robbie Keane to be in attendance at the game on Saturday as well. Lots of Robbie Keane, which is good because I think somebody was asking whether or not the LA Galaxy would, uh, or, or the, whether or not the LA Galaxy have invited him back. Um, since they've, you know, parted ways. And I think there was a little bit of bad blood between Robbie Keane and, you know, the previous administration. I think that perhaps uh, with Dennis DeClosa and, and with the LA Galaxy reaching back out, I think it's time with Robbie Keane now having retired, 
it's time that everybody mends fences and is happy about it because uh, Robbie Keane is going to get a statue soon at, at Legends Plaza. I mean, that's going to happen. Um, you know, you're going to expect to see Robbie Keane in the Ring of Honor soon. That's going to happen. I mean, in the next couple of years, you have to expect that. Um, so you want him to be part of the team, and, and you can see he's happy to be back in L.A. There were some videos posted of him where he says he's happy to be back. So King... Uh, King Kino back in Los Angeles should be able to see him at the game and, and all those fun things. So like we said, uh, lighting up the Ferris wheel on Santa Monica, uh, that's happening. Also happening tonight as we're recording on Thursday night, uh, LA Galaxy forwards Laton Ibrahimovic to appear on ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live tonight. So... That's something that's always fun. Uh, Jimmy and Zlatan seem to get along well, and they play off each other well. So that will air at 11.35 p.m. Eastern and Pacific time, which means that uh, I'm not staying up that late to watch it. So I'll catch the, the YouTube stuff, right? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Uh, just an announcement now for the LA Galaxy of the promotional calendar. You like the games where they sell different things or where they give out different things. Uh, some of the things that are coming up very quickly. Uh, the March 2nd home game, obviously, is David Beckham uh, and the statue unveiling. And that one is presented by Dignity Health, the new sponsor of the, uh, the stadium there. Uh, March 16th is a scarf giveaway. March 31st, LA Kings Night. The promotional giveaway is a car flag. Who doesn't love a good car flag? Car flags, are, car flags are where it's at, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Saturday, April 13th, Firefighter Appreciation Night. Uh, then April 19th is Protect the Pitch. You have a game, let's see, uh, Pride Night um, is Sunday, June 2nd versus New England Revolution. Um, that's a good one. Pride Night's always good. There's probably going to be some, some good giveaways for that as well. Uh, 4th of July is going to be presented by Alaska Airlines, always the fireworks and all that fun stuff. Uh, Universal Studios is presenting the game against the San Jose Earthquakes on Friday, July 12th. Uh, a rally towel, July 19th. LAFC is in town on July 19th, that game on ESPN. That is rally towel night. Um, military Appreciation Night, August 14th. That'll be a good one. Uh, the big one, September 15th, Lakers night. Uh, people were asking, how could the Lakers possibly be uh, one of the one of the the nights because of Magic Johnson and blah blah blah. The AEG still owns, uh, I think maybe twenty five percent of the Lakers. Um, so AEG obviously. So Lakers night on Sunday September fifteenth, and then uh, you're gonna have Fan Appreciation Day on Sunday September 29th. Isn't it scary how quickly you can go through the the list of things um, and, and get to the end of the season? It always freaks me out a little bit. I'll be honest. Like it's, it's like oh here's all the games that I'm going to be attending, and then all of a sudden it's over again. Uh, it's the end. Will the Galaxy have made the playoffs by the time you get to that? Uh, people asking different thing, different things um, sort of coming up. Uh, you know, when is Cal State Dominguez Hills night? Uh, there's, there's Portuguese night. There's all sorts of things. They're just not on the main um, promotional night calendar. Those are usually separate smaller events that, that happen. So I'm, I'm sure they'll be doing it. Uh, attention, alert, advisory. The LA Galaxy are asking fans to arrive early for the David Beckham statue unveiling. At 2 p.m. Pacific time. <clears throat> the ceremony actually is at 2.30, but they're asking everybody to be there by 2. Uh, the the COG advisory to this is, one, get there early because it's going to be, you know, always a bit of a of a nightmare um, the first opening day. Um, it just is. Just things are not as oil, well oiled as you get into the season, and they are trying out new things, and new things don't always work. So get there early. 
Um, as you're going for this, they're going to obviously unveil Legends Plaza at 2.30, and then 3 p.m. is going to be, I guess, the statue unveiling. 3 p.m. is also whenever the gates open for media. Not that you need to know that. 3.30, I believe, is whenever the, the gates will open for the rest of everybody else, so, so you're right on top of everything there. Um, this is the COG advisory as well. Uh, bring a rain jacket. Bring a poncho. Bring something. It's going to rain. Um, it's going to rain 85% chance. I don't know how hard it's going to rain, but, you know... That's not a horrible thing for Galaxy if you know the history of the Galaxy and, and raining uh, first days there. So anyway, the advisory there is very simple. Uh, the LA Galaxy uh, ask you to get there early. Be nice. Everybody everybody, just just be nice to each other. It's going to be a, a little bit rough. Um, also announced this week, upgrades to Dignity Health Sports Park, formerly StubHub Center, formerly Home Depot Center uh, for the 2019 season. The Champions Lounge is changing its sponsor. Now it is Status Royal Champions Lounge, blah, 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 blah. Um, if you ever get a chance to go in the Champions Lounge, it's great. I know a bunch of us will never get a chance to go in the Champions Lounge, and that sucks. Um, but if you get a chance to do it, do it. Um, there's apparently a new sound system um, that is going to be aiming the sound towards the seats and away from the field and the surrounding areas. And they've also added a comprehensive concourse sound system that has been added to improve fan experience when walking around the stadium. I, I don't know what any of that really means. Um, I would love to tell you that a comprehensive you know, sound system around the concourse means like you could hear the play-by-play -play while you're walking around, you know, looking for food in the middle of a game so you don't miss things. Um, somebody pointed out that there are still no shelves in, in the urinals to be able to set your beer down. Um, that, I think, is a higher priority. Um, and you know what? Quite honestly, for the ladies, too, sometimes they have a beer, too. You need a shelf you can put your beer on uh, whenever whenever you have to use the facilities. Let's be honest. Um, so anyway, yeah. That's, that, that's some of the stuff they have there. Um, LA Galaxy HQ. The LA Galaxy will unveil the brand new LA Galaxy HQ and ex experiential. Why do they use big words whenever they have to? I, I, mean, I get it. All right. An experiential and interactive headquarters for fans to experience everything LA Galaxy before each match. Um, there's going to be a branded 360 dis display case for the MLS Cups. Um, an LA Galaxy oversized model kit and display case. I don't know what that is, but that has me excited. Is there is there like Legos? Are, are we going to have Legos in this? I'm in, I'm in for Legos. I'm, I'm all about that. Um, there's going to be a turf field mini pitch and neon lighted ceiling display. Two replica LA Galaxy lockers. I'm sure that you get to take pictures next to, um, which is good because you're not allowed to take pictures in the locker room. I didn't know if you knew that. There's no pictures in the locker room. So maybe maybe finally to, to get a picture of me in the locker room, I'll go stand next to those replica ones. Um, two 55-inch touchscreen monitors for fan engagement. Uh, LA Galaxy penny press machine. Woot, woot. Um, I'm actually strangely excited to see the penny press. I like penny press machines. Yeah. We'll just let that go. Uh, all the proceeds of the penny press machine go to the LA Galaxy Foundation. Display cases for the LA Galaxy jerseys and warm-ups for LA Galaxy Foundation auction. Life-size player images. And a fan chant monitor with LA Galaxy supporter video content with supporter chants. Uh, as mentioned in the chat room, uh, Mezcal... Uh, is the it, it, as Mezcal El Silencio is the first Mezcal partner for professional sports teams. I don't, I don't. Okay, onward. Um, connect Plaza. Don't care. Fieldside West seats. Fieldside West seats. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the LA Galaxy have always had the fieldside seats on the east side. Now they will have the fieldside seats on the west side. You can purchase Fieldside Westside seats by visiting lagalaxy.com and click on the premium button or forward slash premium, however you want to do it. Also upgraded the LA Galaxy app 
will offer several new features for the 2019 season, including additional video content available straight to your mobile phone, in-seat food ordering. I think that one's good. Is I wonder if they're going to deliver the press box so that way we can we can get some pretzels up in there. Uh, in-seat food ordering and express concessions pickup options, and further integration with the AXS ticketing system. Um, and then Legends Plaza, which we've already talked about, and that's about it for the upgrades. All right, and that's what we got. And yes, as the chat room has been asking, um, the Chargers are still playing at uh, at Dignity Health Sports Park. I almost said Stub Up Center. That will go on, I'm guessing, for the first half of the season. That's my guess. That's certainly my guess. Um, that 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 that's what we're going to end up is that I'm going to keep saying all that stuff. All right, more opening night news. Kevin Kevin broke it. On Tuesday night, but I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna give it to you again because you need it. Um, Malia Emma is returning to sing the national anthem. Uh, my favorite national anthem singer um, is back, so we'll see how she does in the rain. We asked how the players do in the rain. Now it's time to see how Malia Emma can do in the rain. We'll see how that goes. Lots of pressure on the seven-year-old. Yes, seven-year-old anthem singer. So. Lots of, I, the first time it was a surprise. How do you feel about Malia Emma coming back and the expectations that are on her? I mean, we talk about Zlatan Ibrahimovic having a lot of expectations. What about Malia Emma? I know. And it's, it's a long show and I talk to myself for an hour. I mean, I see you in the chat room. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Uh, should I expect Tom Cruise to be at the game? This is from the chat room. Um, good friends of Bex. I, I mean, wouldn't you think that Tom Cruise is there? Uh, wouldn't you think that, uh, that, uh, Chef Gordon Ramsay is there? Also big friend, good, good friends with, uh, with Beckham. Um, you'd expect Mrs. Beckham and she deserves that respect, right? She's not just posh spice. All right. Um, so Mrs. Beckham is probably going to be there. I think you can count on that one. So I don't know. I think it'll be fun. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun day. It's it's going to rain, and that's unfortunate, but that is what it is. All right. Uh, let's see where we are now um, as we get ready to, of course, um, get you ready for the game on Sunday. So uh, we all take a deep breath. We relax a little bit. Um, let's see if on the first night, Opening day, I can pull this off. I haven't done it in a while, so I, I expect your your patience, your love, uh, your support as we attempt to, once again, get you ready for a game for the first time in the 2019 season. <clears throat> Here we go. Your LA Galaxy will face off against the Chicago Fire on Saturday. March 2nd at 5 p.m. kickoff time. Fox Sports 1 is your television destination, but of course, you're going to want to be at DHS Park on Saturday starting around 3 o'clock, I think is a pretty good time to start. Make sure that you're already there. You're going to want to get there early. The LA Galaxy coming off a 7th in the Western Conference finish and a record of 13-12-9 in the 2018 season. That was 8-5-4 at home, 5-7-5 away. And in their last five games, we have to go back to 2018, three, one, and one, that one loss coming in the second 45 minutes of the Houston Dynamo that made sure the LA Galaxy missed the playoffs in 2018. The Chicago Fire coming off an 8-18 and eight record that saw them finish 10th in the Eastern Conference, six, seven, and four, 
uh, at home and only two wins on the road all of 2018 to 11 and four. Their last five games, one win, three losses, and one draw. That last win for the LA Galaxy was 3-1 win in Minnesota that was during a, a good stretch down the last eight games where the LA Galaxy were real contenders. Chicago Fire 3-1 three, three to one win was their last win over LAFC on September 29th, so still a little time there. Um, you have, obviously, Zlatan Ibrahimovic coming back. Looking on the other side, you have Nikolic, you have Schweinsteiger. Um, it's going to be real interesting to see, you know, how some of the new players for the Chicago Fire come in. Marcelo joining the club there and seeing what they can do. Uh, it looks like Pat Outstead um, also is going to be... Um, you know, in, in goal there as well. So take a look at that and see how it goes. The LA Galaxy face off against the Chicago Fire coming up on Saturday, March 2nd, as we get ready. An 85% chance of rain, a high of 63, a low of 55. We can now begin to talk about the LA Galaxy, what they will look like, how they will line up for this. We're going to do our best here. It's been a little while. Uh, it's a pretty simple lineup, and I, I think it's simple for a lot of reasons. One is the LA Galaxy are very, 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 very injured. Uh, Perry Kitchen is expected now to be out one month with an ankle injury. Um, he's going to be reevaluated in a week, but uh, Guillermo Barrascoloto is saying basically that he didn't expect him to be back for, for at least the next month. Uh, Giovanni Dos Santos out with a knee injury. He's expected to be reevaluated in 10 days. Sebastian Legette out with a hamstring issue. Legette looks like he will return to training next week, um, and then he should be available for the Dallas game coming up next weekend. Uh, Juninho also out, not in training today, with a knee injury, and his return is sort of unknown. Unfortunately for the LA Galaxy, that's a lot of people in the center of the field um, that are injured, which means that the starting lineup is, again, going to be fairly predictable because it's who is healthy and who is there. Uh, you're going to have David Bingham, who, of course, took a ball off of his face. Uh, I think Larry Morgan asked today what happened, uh, and I think Bingham didn't want to talk about it um, in terms of that uh, particular face stop that he made and, and sort of getting shook up a little bit. Uh, but David Bingham has been training all week and is expected to start in goalkeeper. Jorgen Shelvick will make his debut for the LA Galaxy at the left back position. You're going to see Diego Polenta being one of the center backs next to Daniel Starris as the other center back. Rolf Felcher on the right side reprising that role that he did fairly well at um, towards down the stretch there for the LA Galaxy. So Rolf Felcher, uh, Rolf Felcher will be there. You're starting right back. We get into the center of the field. It is Jonathan Dos Santos who has been training all week. He looks fine, ready to go, and should be good to go to start. Um, he will be paired with basically the only other person they have in the center of the field who isn't injured, and that's Servando Carrasco. Carrasco sitting in the center. Uh, Uriel Antuna. Uriel Antuna out on the left-hand side. The 21-year-old uh, Manchester City lone E will get his Galaxy debut in the season opener. Uh, and then you go into the center of the field with Cuello. We told you Emil Cuello would get the start. It looks like he's going to get the start in the center. Roman Alessandrini out on the right-hand side uh, where he was so dangerous last year. So look for a lot of him cutting inside to create along with Cuello and Antuna. The lone guy you're going to have up top is Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Again, the LA Galaxy going a 4-2-3-1. That looks like the likely lineup. Looks like the likely formation. Um, and you're going to need to see some special things from some of these guys. The fact that you don't have Ola Kamara means that the Chicago Fire will be able to focus on Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Now, 
I don't think there's anybody on the Chicago Fire back line who can cover Zlatan Ibrahimovic one-on-one. Uh, probably even 2v1 is uh, still advantage Zlatan, um, and he'll probably be able to have his way. But it's how they defend and how they're able to put bodies around Zlatan that means something. If they can cut out the passing lanes to Zlatan, that, of course, can, can impact the way that he plays. Uh, you need to see a connected Cuello. Uh, if Cuello doesn't stay connected to Jonathan Del Santos, um, then you're certainly going to see issues in the center and midfield. Now, here's the difference. Carrasco and Jonathan Dos Santos will be the defensive midfielders in this. So Cuello is not going to be asked to be playing a ton of defense. He's going to get to be able to drop back. And in the one game where we saw Cuello featuring up top with Pontius, they were good. All right, it looked very good, and Cuello looked good in tight spaces. He was able to combine with Antuna on the left. He was able to combine with Alessandrini. Alessandrini coming all the way across the field to com- be able to combine combine with Antuna. So all these things coming in, you're sort of able to see that the Galaxy, I think, are still going to have a pretty potent offense. It's my, my belief that if Antuna can make himself a goal-scoring threat, not just a guy who can stretch the field down the left, which he certainly can. Not just a guy who's going to be able to combine with Jorgen Shelvik, which he will. Not just a guy who's able to cut inside, combine with Ibrahimovic, Cuello, and Roman Alessandrini, who's also going to look to cut inside. Um, if he can be a true goal-scoring threat and get himself some early shots, that opens up the field for the rest of the players. There's too many people to cover. The LA Galaxy should realistically, in attack, get Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Tuna. Um, Cuello, Roman Alessandrini, Jonathan Dos Santos as he presses forward. All right, you're also going to get Shelvik to press forward. You're also going to get Felcher to press forward. This is that offensive press that should be able to overload Chicago. Um, if you're looking for what the LA Galaxy need to do, um, if you're looking at what the LA Galaxy need to do in this particular case, uh, it's really going to have to be about being solid defensively and then being dangerous offensively. Oh, that sounds really easy. Um, as we saw in the game against Colorado, the LA Galaxy were torn apart by bad spacing in the center. So if Servando Carrasco can stay connected with Jonathan Dos Santos and those guys can stay connected in front of Steris and in front of Polenta, I think you'll have something. Force them to go out wide where Shelvick has been very good and speedy on the left-hand side and Rolf Felcher has been good at cutting down angles in this preseason. The Galaxy have enough strength here to be able to overrun the Chicago Fire. Um, I was speaking, I was on a, I think a Chicago Tribune podcast um, earlier and so you can, you can go search for that and, and they were basically saying, you know, it doesn't get any worse for the Fire um, and it shouldn't, it, it almost possibly can't get any worse for the Chicago Fire. They were really bad last year. Um, they brought in Marcelo. They brought in some other guys. Um, you have uh, Panovic, the head coach, who has been there for, for a long time. They, he knows how to coach this team. Uh, Guillermo Barrascoloto, eh, we don't know yet. Um, we don't know how it all goes. Um, so I certainly think that you know the LA Galaxy could stumble against Chicago. It's the first game. You don't know what to expect. All that stuff is, is up in the air right now. Um, it's hard to predict any of this and, and really see. You can predict the starting lineup. I can't even predict the bench. Trying to figure out who's healthy enough and, and who they'll play in there. Also, one of the guys I want to put on the bench hasn't been officially signed yet. Um, so, you know, uh, who's uh, Julian Araujo, who I expect to be on the bench because he's going to need to be a right back. Um, this is sort of the uncertainty that surrounds the LA Galaxy right now. It's an uncertainty that has surrounded them for most of the preseason because they haven't got the players to play um, the way that they wanted to. So uh, it's interesting. Let's get to some quotes um, from Guillermo Barrascoloto, uh, both on the game, 
um, on Giovanni Dos Santos' situation and on preparation for this. So let's get to it. Um, he says, on Perry Kitchen, the overall injury update, uh, Perry Kitchen is not available for at least another week, and then the medical staff will evaluate him to confirm how much more time he needs, but I estimate he will not be with us for at least a month. Sebastian Legette will start training with the group next week and will be available for the game against Dallas. And Giovanni Dos Santos suffered a setback from his injury these past days, and I estimate he will be back training with everyone in 10 days. But we have to wait some days to see how he's feeling because Monday he tried training with the team, but he couldn't. Uh, he continues on Giovanni Dos Santos' situation. He says, Giovanni has a knee injury and unfortunately wasn't able to be ready and train with us during preseason and be ready for the home opener against Chicago. There are situations that are completely... Uh, separate from technical or tactical decisions, and one must accept them. Uh, talking on prepping for Chicago, uh, he says, uh, Guillermo Barrescoloto says, we pay attention to both things. I think it's important to know who you will be facing. We are going to play against a team that has had the same coach for some time, who has a clear idea of how, the te how this team plays, who has added players last season, but I think we have done a great job and hope to be where we want to be and win the first game. Uh, on his expectations about his first official game with the LA Galaxy. Uh, we are ready. Obviously, during the year, we will add tactical things or players who can change because those things always happen just like it happened this week with Ola leaving. But we are prepared. The group is ready. The technical staff is ready for the first game and do a good, and, and do a good job this year. Um, he, uh, somebody asked on the potential signing arriving ahead of this Saturday after Ola Kamara's departure. And he says, not for this first week, maybe the second week, but we'll have to wait. Which means that, again, uh, you're going to very much want to uh, pay attention because there seems to be something in the pipe already. Uh, it could very well be this uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez, Costa Rican, who could possibly be coming into the LA Galaxy. I think he's around 28 years old. Uh, he's a defender. That would be another center back to be paired with Polenta. It's not a horrible move um, if you're trying to solidify that back line. Um, and that would be a direct sort of, um, you know, reaction to Ola Kamara being shipped off. Uh, Guillermo Barrescoloto on his message to the fans. He says, we are working and know the responsibilities we have. We know the Galaxy is an important team in the league and always has to be fighting for the top spot. And we are working for that but we won't achieve it from one day to another. With time, working hard, we'll get the results we want and to put the galaxy where it belongs and deserves to be. Uh, finally, on Diego Polenta and what he has brought to the team, he says uh, he has brought confidence and a higher level of defensive skills. Obviously, his presence in the defensive line will give us a lot. All right. Woo-wee. LA Galaxy facing off against Chicago Fire. Um, this is going to be... Uh, a taste possibly of what the LA galaxy can do this year. Um, I would not think that this result reflects in any way on what the LA galaxy could do just as the result against the Portland Timbers last year's opener is a result of what the LA galaxy can do. Um, the goals were scored by Ola Kamara in the season opener against Portland Timbers. The LA Galaxy won that game. Uh, eventually, Zlatan Ibrahimovic came in two games after that. Um, and so the team changed completely. I think you're still going to see some additions that could possibly change this team completely. Uh, may even change formations depending on who they go. Uh, but the LA Galaxy, you know, look likely to be a, a playoff contending team. I think without Ola Kamara, it gets more difficult. Absolutely. Um, but the first game against Chicago is the most important for them right now. It really is a matter of, you know, what's going to happen. And, and again, we don't even know as we're recording on a Thursday night. And as the news, I'm sure, has already been broken if you're listening to this anytime. But as I sit here right now, you don't even know what the makeup of this team is because I'm showing 23 players on the roster right now as of this Thursday night at... 7.58 p.m. I'm showing um, 
I'm showing, you know, all of this, all of all, all these 23 players on the roster. Um, and there's a good chance that, you know, one of these top four lines that I see that I have reserved for designated players isn't going to be there anymore. And then all of a sudden the LA Galaxy have 22 players. Now, I expect that they're going to fill some roster spots here on Friday before the game, and they're going to make that known. And some of those might even just be loans up from LA Galaxy 2 to, to make a bench right now. Um, but but that's where the LA Galaxy stand. Things can change. Is Chicago, you know, a reflection of how the Galaxy are going to do? No. Um, it is one game at a time. It is 34 games in a season. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a step. It, it means that we finally get to see games that count. It means that I don't have to write preseason recaps of things we learned instead of what actually happened in the game because what happened in the game is important now. Um, all the stuff we've learned in preseason doesn't mean jack. All right? Doesn't mean jack until it does, and we're going to start finding that out now. You know, are the LA Galaxy the team that really hadn't allowed any goals throughout almost the entire preseason until they played Colorado, or are they the team that they played against Colorado? Are they somewhere in between? All answers, questions, all things that will get answered when the LA Galaxy finally take the field against the Chicago Fire. That's where we're at now. All right, that's where we're finally at. So, uh, again, it's going to be great. Um, it's great to have watch live soccer, to be able to watch live soccer in person. Uh, Corner of the Galaxy is proud to be the 11th season. Uh, we're proud to be able to get it all starting again. Um, I'm a proud member of the North American Soccer Reporters. Uh, I, I, I plan on doing you know the best job I possibly can for you guys this season. Uh, Larry Morgan is signed up, ready, locked, and loaded to bring you all the news that he can. Kevin Baxter is fired up to tell you all the news that he can bring you uh, from the perspective of the LA Times. Um, and certainly... Uh, you have some great co-hosts that are going to come on here uh, throughout the season as well, including the Hammer, who will make his uh, regular season debut next week as we get back next Thursday and, and start to actually uh, preview a second game and wrap up a first game. What? How exciting! Monday, Monday night, still a live podcast, or not a live podcast, but a recorded podcast with the Panda coming up as well. So we have a lot of things planned. Going to do some more live event shows coming up this year as well, possibly two more this season. We'll tell you when that is, where that is, all that fun stuff whenever we get it. All right. Uh, uh, again, I just got an Instagram post from the LA Galaxy. I just want to pause just for a second. Okay, it's just, it's just the pier. It's just the pier lit up in the LA Galaxy logo, which looks really cool. I really like it. Um, it looks, it looks, it looks nifty. Um, so we, everybody can breathe again. Um, so we'll see how, um, how this all goes, how we all sort of, uh, filter in towards the, uh, the start of the season. Hopefully we'll do a good job for you. Hopefully you, you continue to support us, continue to listen to us. All right. Uh, I think that about does it. I don't think there's anything else. LA galaxy face off against Chicago fire on Saturday, March 2nd. I'll be there. Panda will be there. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter. will be there. Uh, I think the hammer will be there too, actually. Uh, so look for us uh, whenever we're there. We'll be happy to say hi to you. But again, March 2nd, 5 p.m. kickoff time. Get there early. Rain. Bring a jacket. Poncho. Don't get wet. All right. Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com where you can shop for our shirts, shop for our scarves. You can listen to our podcast. You can read our articles right there, cornerofthegalaxy.com, 100% free. Make sure you tell your friends about us, right? That's how we do it. If you tell five friends and they tell five friends, they tell five friends. Everybody in the world will be listening. All right. Uh, I think that about does it. We'll see you out at the game. Good luck, Galaxy fans. The start of the season is upon us. For everybody who didn't join me today and my fake co-host stick figure, Giovanni Del Santos, I'm Josh Kessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody.
You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.